Good morning and Jaisa Gurudev. I welcome you all to yet another session of our weekly Sunday satsang. I am Mamta Verma and I have joined this satsang from Michigan. Sadhguru Sadaful Dev Ji Maharaj in Swarved very beautifully mentions about the importance of satsang. He says, Sadachar Vyabhichar Se Murakh Se Vidwan Bhogi Se Yogi Bane Fal Sat Sang Mahan its meaning is the transformational power of satsang is so great that it converts a person engrossed in immoral conduct to someone whose actions shows purity and sacredness. A bhogi is transformed into a yogi. Let's get started first by welcoming our Sadhguru Dev to bless this occasion by reciting the Swagat Khan. Jai Sadhguru Dev, Swagat Khan. Aaj Swagat Nitya Guru Santash Bhagam Aayye Adhyatma Vidya Tivya Jyoti Somaras Barasayye Dosh Duragun Durakarike Shuddha Hans Banaye Bhedagam Gati Gyanagarajan Shakti Dwar Hataye Khule Dwara Shabd Sagar Bhakt Jan Anhavaye our next prayer to His Holiness is the Mangal Khan. Let us immerse ourselves in his thoughts and prayers to eradicate differences and ills among various classes, communities, and sections that have universal peace. Let this earth be a heavenly place with plentiful bliss, prosperity, and peace. I again request little Sia to sing this beautiful composition. Over to you, Sia. Thank you, Auntie. Sadguru Dev Mangalgan Vishwa Shanti Nama Mangal Paramaguru Kodhyayi Vargadvandva Ashanti Durat Bhavabhidamitai Sarvabhauma samasti satta Dhyatma rajbhanai Bhishbhasha bhavajag mein Gyanaparadarasai 
समृद्धि सुख शांति धरातल स्वर्ग भूमि बनाई शिक्षक जन सदा नीति स्वर अपनाई विश्व शांति नाम मंगल परम गुरु को ध्याई बोले सदगुरुदेव की जय पैक्टी Thank you, Sia, for putting the soulful words of the Swagat Khan and Man- Mangal Khan across in your melodious voice. What is devotion? Everyone defines it in its own way. To most of the human beings, devotion consists of believing in God and holding principles of religion. To a saint, it consists of being absorbed and lo- lost in God. Between these two extremes, there's almost endless number of definitions. Driven by affection for his wife and children, a family man works day and night as a nationalist for a cause for his country and countrymen. In other words, a man is devoted to ambition or to any other passion when he only thinks of satisfying it. When he seeks every mean direct all his views to that one purpose and when it is so absorbed him that he hardly can pay attention to any other object devotion or bhakti is derived from bhaj sevaman which is a sanskrit root and means in the seva of so let's understand devotion in the light of this seva this is where my first question for today comes from why does true spiritual aspirant offer devotion to satguru i would request vijay kumar ji to come and enlighten us into this question jay sugudev bar bar vandana karu सद गुरुदेव हमार यहाँ वहाँ सब ठाम में महिमा अपरंपार शरण शरण मैं शरण हूँ हे गुरु बंदी छोर मोहे उबारो हे गुरु यह सो द क्वेश्चन इज व्हाई डज द ट्रू स्पिरिचुअल एस्पिरेंट ऑफर डिवोशन टू गुरु see this is related to how evolved we are this is truly related to that just consider this fact that let's say somebody is caught into a cage or a jail 
some prisoner is imprisoned into a jail now how evolved the prisoner how evolved the imprisoned person is based on that only he can make his plan for the days ahead for example among several imprisoned criminals maybe there would be one who would only think about uh, may my blanket in the jail be all right may i not have any mosquitoes in this jail so he would obviously look upon only those entities who can fulfill that need which he is seeking for and then there could be one who may be seeking to get freedom from the jail itself so based on what the person desire reflect how evolved a human being is if we think from the angle of spirituality the word spirituality itself is based upon the very fundamental of a spirit the word spirituality derives from spirit which is a consciousness which is not the human body which is not the human emotions which is not the mind which is not the indriyas which is not our worldly need spirituality is all about the spirit and when we start leading the life from that very origin of the self who we are how am i in this body what am what am i seeking really from inside am i really getting what i desire from inside do i understand my desire do i really know what will make me satisfied and fulfilled of course majority of us have very clear sense of it now that anything in the worldly experience is never so fulfilling that the soul will feel completely satisfied everything that we get out of the worldly affair is very temporary in nature everybody understands that but despite understanding everything one also cannot deny that unless unless we ensure that we do not have any physical discomfort the human evolution is disturbed by the physical dis disturbances when you are diseased when you are when you lack certain resources which is necessary for leading your life your attention goes down into those and human being you know misses the opportunity to grow beyond these so there is absolutely no discount on the fact that we must ensure that our physical life is also well taken off well taken care of we must ensure that we follow what this rishi said 
ऋषि सेड अज रामरो विप्रज्ञो विद्याम अर्थम च चिंतित गृहतो केशु मृत्यु नाम धर्म आचरित ऋषि सेड दैट वी वी मस्ट लीड अवर लाइफ विथ फुल पोटेंशियल सच दैट we never never ever feel that now my time is over so there is no need of wealth anymore there is no need of any wisdom anymore anyway my time is over one should not ever go into that depressing thought because rishi said that there is never an end of your existence so even with the last breath you still carry forward with your duties your actions your your aspirations because that is going to carry forward in the next life so based on how evolved we are people change their you know the devotion because if if somebody wants just to take care of their worldly life if they are only up to that then they may not feel the need to offer devotion to guru because guru is one who is here to free you from the jail itself as long as we'll be in the jail you can only temporarily fulfill your desire that my blanket whatever blanket i have it's it's torn i need a new blanket you know the things are so transient in this jail called this life this worldly life this is a cage this is a jail in which the soul is caught into and everything is so transient all the arrangements in this worldly life in this jail is so transient that any arrangement you make will be only temporary in nature so if let's say you pray for something to make your worldly life better this is only the outer arrangement and that too temporary in nature so with all this in mind if human being evolve little bit and they start understanding the transient nature of the creation they start understanding that whatever outer arrangement i make i still feel very empty from inside in fact i was feeling i was feeling more satisfied in fulfilling my deprivation when i'm deprived of something and and if i put an effort to fulfill that i feel more satisfied during those moments but it is even more disturbing when i have everything around me now i have i am not deprived of anything and yet now i feel very empty from inside that is where the real truth from inside will come into experience that uh, now i have everything now who can save me from the emptiness that i have inside who can save me from the restlessness that i have inside because the very core nature of the restlessness is unfulfilled wish of the core wish of the soul what does soul desire soul does not want to live in this jail because soul truly wants the freedom from these limitations of indriyas 
because all these indriyas and mind are just incapable to give what soul truly was into before it came into the body and this is where a true spiritual aspirant takes birth before that the people were physical in nature the spiritual aspirant simply means when you now started introspecting introspecting about it and you start thinking about the soul when you reach to that level of evolution where you understand the transient nature of everything around you and you understand that you are not transient you are an eternal entity and you are thirsty and hungry for the the peace and the happiness that you desire when this very fact this very truth is evident to the seeker that is when one becomes a spiritual aspirant and when you are a true spiritual seeker it is only then you seek a master a guru who can liberate you from these limitations it is the master the guru who can give you the path the technique by which you can connect to the source the 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 everlasting source of the happiness and the bliss of, and the peace so why does the true aspirant offer devotion to guru they offer devotion to guru because this is the process this is the technique that the guru uses for inculcating a quality called devotion in the seeker by which it can raise the seeker into the devotion of almighty without offering devotion to guru guru is not able to find the seeker in that state of qualities which are essential for opening the secret door of the human body and unless that secret door opens up unless that that is closed until that is closed then the cycle of life and death the limitations the constraints which the soul is into which is the limits of indriyas and mind they always remain as it is today the soul continues to suffer with the limitations of indriyas and mind if the secret door to the divine is closed so the only reason we offer devotion to guru because aage dwara band hai bhakti bhed bahu bhed bin sad guru ki bhakti ke prabhu ki bhakti na ved because the door to the divine is closed and unless we offer devotion to the able sadguru we do not get into a dimension where the true devotion to almighty is unfolded the precondition for that is the devotion to guru so that he can take us to that abode where you cross that divine door and enter into the true conscious devotion of almighty this is why a true aspirant of a devotion to guru thank you thank you vijay ji for explaining us
and such clear words that we can only aspire how much we have evolved in this world. And being, if we are not today, we need to reach to that level of evolution where we can offer this bhakti to our Sadhguru. If anyone has any further questions, please feel free to ask. The stage is open right now. Okay, moving ahead, we move to our next question. What is the difference between Andrik Bhakti and Chetan Bhakti? Over to you, Vijayji. Yeah, so what is uh, the beginning of the devotion? And where is the end of the devotion? If we understand in that angle, then we'll understand that the beginning of the devotion is where we stand right now. Where do we stand right now? Right now, everything, for everything, the soul is dependent on the body and, and the indriyas of the body, whether it be the outer organs or the inner organs. We have 10 outer organs where we have five sensory organs, five organs of actions. These are, these are called vahya indriya. Vahyakaran. And then you have Antakaran, the inner organ. You have inner indriyas. What are those? Those are the four inner organs. You have intellect. You have mind, which is man. Intellect is buddhi. We have chitta. And we have ahankar. So these are the 14 indriyas, 10 outer organs and four inner organs. And the soul at most, you know, in current state of bondage, still begin their journey of devotion, but it will begin with their indriyas. And that is where the Andrik Bhakti lies. So Andrik Bhakti is to put an effort towards Almighty, towards Whichever form we understand the Almighty is, some people have devotion towards some deities, you know, one or the other form. Because the reason we need form in the beginning is because that's what we can experience right now. We have not evolved our consciousness to a level where we can experience the conscious form of Almighty. So Andrik Bhakti is the beginning of the devotion where we use our indriyas, we use our inner organs to offer our love, offer our love towards God. And this love, only when this love is unbroken, unbroken love, it is then it actually becomes a true bhakti. So what people think that I'm offering bhakti is uh, in true sense just the shubh karma so andrik bhakti is in reality a shubh karma because all the effort that we make with our indriyas is what exactly the karma is that is the definition of karma the difference between karma and bhakti is just this that when the soul utilizes 
the indriyas of the body to perform any action outside for whatever reason whatever be the purpose they are categorized into good or bad karma so what people think is the bhakti that is actually the karma that they are performing so that karmic bhakti which people call it bhakti but actually it is karma that karmic bhakti is what is the andrik bhakti and what is the chetan bhakti the chetan bhakti is when the soul raises the consciousness with the energy of sadguru because it's only sadguru who can raise your consciousness who can settle your consciousness make it more subtle than what it is today today our consciousness has become gross in nature so all we can connect to is the gross element but only with sadguru energy our consciousness can be refined and then it refines to a level where the other conscious entities start coming to your experience it is only then your attention your devotion will promote from andrik bhakti to the chetan bhakti the chetan bhakti where then indriyas will just stay behind then there is no role of indriyas because now you want to offer your devotion onto the entity which indriyas cannot perceive so of course you have promoted yourself now beyond andrik bhakti and only when that promotion happens only when the soul with its own conscious power with its own surati it starts directly connecting to the supreme consciousness when the supreme consciousness that pervades everybody and everything in this creation is evident is visible is perceivable by the consciousness of the soul when you have sakshatkar when you experience the bliss almighty all around you it is only then the chetan bhakti begins to happen and only when chetan bhakti begins to happen it is only then the result is the mukti the salvation unless we raise our devotion from andrik bhakti to the chetan bhakti it is only in only a figment of imagination that my this andrik bhakti will lead me to salvation no it is as clear as everything in this nature now as we see that everything in this nature has a process there is no magic what people think magic is is magic for them only because they do not understand the underlying process and the mechanism through which the things are running in this universe what people think magic is only because they have not understood how this is happening sadguru knows both signs sadguru knows the signs of akshar brahm 
by which this creation is running. And Sadhguru also knows the science of consciousness by which the consciousness can be refined and, and elevated, raised to the consciousness of Almighty. So there is no magic. Basically, there, the magic should be omitted from the dictionary because there is absolutely no magic. It's all science. So if people think that till the, the last breath of my life, I have continued my Andric Bhakti. I have always put all my effort with my hands, with my eyes, with my ear to connect to whatever form of Almighty I have made. Then my devotion should be now rewarded and I should get salvation. My dear friend, this is where we are limited. We are limited to only offer our effort. But fruits of the effort is in the hand of Almighty. And if Almighty would be, if he is called Nyayakari, if he is called somebody who has no biases to anything, he is equal to everybody. What does it mean? It means that whatever system that he has made, that if you do this kind of karma, then you will lead to this. If you do bad karma, you will lead to bad outcomes. Shubh karma will result into Shubh Fala, the good outcomes, and the bad karma will result into bad outcomes. Everything is well defined. And if one thinks that I have been offering good karma and may the Lord reward me with liberation. That is not in the system. The system says as long as we are offering the actions, we are offering the andric effort, then the result will be prakritic in nature because karma does not lead to liberation. Karma only leads to the association with the Prakriti. Karma only leads to the future life, the cycle of life and death. Based on what karma we are involved into, they decide our future destinies. But again, within this creation itself, your destinies will not be the devotion and the liberation because the karma, the, the area of karma is this creation only. Karma will bind you into this creation. It cannot liberate you from this creation. So this is where we need to understand that there must be a bridge between Andrik Bhakti and Chetan Bhakti. Because only Chetan Bhakti results into liberation, not the Andrik Bhakti. Only by living in this life, if I can promote my consciousness, set it free, from the clutches of Indriyas, set it free from the cycle of inertness. It is only then I can even hope that I will liberate from the cycle of life and death. So without Chetan Bhakti, there is no end to the suffering in this cycle of life and death. And that is why 
one must aspire to know the process by which we can promote our bhakti from andrik bhakti to kirtan bhakti i have a question this is madan bhakari yes yes madan ji welcome sadguru yes sadguru dev so uh, just wanted to um, understand the distinction between uh, karma created by indriyas versus um antahakaran for antakarans so because most of the time even though you may not be acting on it but your thought process your man or your buddhi or for that matter i don't know if chitta is involved but ahankar all of these antakarans you you are you are mulling things in your mind and you are and you know from from my um training into my um religion by birth um they say that even a thought creates the same karma as an actual action uh and they give an example like you know even in the thought if you have hurt somebody or killed some animal or something even in the thought that's that's as good as or as bad as uh doing it in in real reality um when you are saying that karma is created by indriya are you including antakaran and that's my one question and then i have a second question so maybe i'll let you answer this and then i'll i'll present my other question thank yeah. you so much okay. yeah. thank you very nice question very nice question madan ji because this is very important to understand and this is where we'll also maybe able to understand little better that what is andrik bhakti and uh, do i really promote myself to chetan bhakti or i am still in dhyanrik bhakti our guru says in uh, swarved also that chesta atm ki chale bahti prakriti adhar kaik vachik manasik karma hai teen prakar there are three types of karma three levels of karma whenever the consciousness of the soul flows into the subject materialistic subject by the basis of prakritik means it is called karma and that is why the karma happens at three different levels because in all these three different levels we are using the prakritik means to flow our consciousness to the worldly subjects so what are the three different levels of karma the kaik karma meaning the karma which you physically perform by using your your organs of actions where you literally bring change in the in the surrounding around you by doing some action so there the karma is very visible outside because there is a change produced by your action that is called kaik karma then uh, there is a vachik karma the vachik karma also produces changes outside because when you speak something it changes the emotions of the people who hear you when you speak something it inspires people to get into certain physical actions so the effort which we are making based on our speech organ is again the prakritik means of flowing your consciousness from the soul to the worldly subjects 
so this is called vachik karma and then there is mansik karma in mansik karma what is happening in mansik karma the mind is connecting your soul with the worldly subject inside where even though the people outside you is not directly impacted but you are getting impacted by this action your own emotions are getting impacted based on what is running in your mind so whatever subject you the mind picks from the chitta the chitta is assisting to feed the subject to the mind and mind is connecting that subject to the soul this is how the soul is again engaged in the worldly subject by the means of what by the means of and the antakaran which is again prakritik so whenever there is a prakritik base of flowing the consciousness from the soul to the worldly subject this very mechanism is called karma so the karma is where where you have the prakritik base and you have the flow of consciousness from the soul to the worldly subject so mansik karma is the answer to your question uh, madan ji that despite you do not reflect your action outside but the action continues to happen inside because you still use your prakritik base to connect your consciousness to the worldly subject when you have something running in your mind thank you that helps um i i will present my second question a little later um so continue please thank you yeah i i understand uh, you are very considerate of others as you want to allow others to put their question first so please honor madan ji's uh, you know respect for us he is allowing uh, the other folks to open up and you know ask the questions let's do our needful otherwise madan ji is a true spiritual seeker he wants to fulfill all his uh, unsolved mysteries as soon as possible because he truly wants to grow in spirituality this is something we all must learn from him thank you um uh, vijay ji you know we are all on the quest i request all the audience to participate now if anyone has any questions please feel free to put your question forth and get answers to your queries Vijay ji, this is Jyoti. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> Jyoti. Yeah, very pleasing. <laughs> Thank yeah. Thank you. Um, I have a question. I mean, maybe you already answered it when you were explaining to Madanji, but um, I am still not a little bit clear. So, these two types of bhakti, I I think every human being knowingly and unknowingly. must be part of one of this bhakti you know uh, type of it that's what i my thinking is i could be wrong about that but uh, what i wanted to see is that when we are in between right uh, we are not totally into the chaitanya bhakti not totally into the other type of bhakti um we are in between that uh, you know uh, role play i can say we can be sometimes this sometimes that um, how can we make it like Uh, much stronger our you know foot into the chaitanya bhakti i think that is more supreme um and how can we like get more uh, 
our foot sets into that properly that we don't uh, swing between the two you know in and out because uh, our lifetime we have so many karmas built up and uh, so many sanskaras that we are carrying on and on uh, there should be full stop put to that and i think if we have the chaitanya bhakti like solid into us maybe the next lifetime or the lifetime after uh, or with sadguruji's blessings maybe this lifetime only we can you know uh, cultivate that strongly into us so if you can explain a little bit more yes sure very nice question you know just to understand this i'm going to give the example but this example is only an analogy just to understand please please don't take it literally so imagine that the the form of real devotion is to whatever form people understand right now let's say people what people understand by devotion they understand that uh, you know i should feel love for almighty and for that they express their love in different mode you know they express their love for god by maybe doing some rituals they there'll be some rituals where they will you know uh, put give the shower to almighty they will change clothes there are so many so many processes and sanskaras that people follow in the name of devotion and you know that is very beautiful because uh, that is not nothing but the physical embodiment of the love that they have for almighty now imagine that you have to do all those rituals because that's what the devotion is as per people understand i'm saying just i'm giving this example just to make you understand but this is not the real devotion uh, but just for understanding i'm saying if that is the real devotion where you have to express your love by doing all those rituals to the almighty by giving him bath by applying chandan by offering prasad by uh, you know uh, changing clothes and all that applying you know the jala the water on him and all that if this is what the real devotion is for the for the time being let's imagine that then if you are doing with the closed eyes if you are doing with the closed eyes how will you do it you will do by making use of your other senses because your eyes are closed so how will you do you will do using other senses you will use your ear to just hear the instructions or you will use your touch you will feel the statue okay this is where the feet is this is where the eyes are you will you will feel it with your touch and do your best now what if somebody some guru comes and it is only in guru's hand who have the ways to open your eyes and when you open your eyes everything becomes very easy now for you everything becomes easy now you had to put so much of effort to offer your devotion before because you were using other indriyas you were not using the right indriyas to do it and then a guru comes who open your eyes and then he opens your eyes now it is so evident to you now you see the almighty statue in front of you very clearly 
now it is very easy for you to do all the devotion that you wanted so once your eyes are open will you again close your eyes and go by the process of devotion that you were doing before with closed eyes of course not because now you have got the the bigger umbrella of devotion you have promoted into universities will you again go back to the the elementary school to start with the alphabet of course not once you have raised yourself into universities you will never look behind to go back and start learning the alphabet which you have already promoted yourself beyond that so this is what happens once the sadguru devs open your chetan door the secret door when the chetan devotion begins that it is very binary in nature there is no in between either your door is closed or your door is open there is nothing called half closed and half open there is nothing like that in the in the dimension of devotion either your chetan devotion is closed or your chetan devotion is open the day you become eligible for the chetan devotion that's it then there is no roll back then you are established into chetan devotion so chetan devotion is in uh, in english you know there is uh, ing right <laughs> it's not past participle it's ing you you then keep doing that chetan devotion is never ending chetan devotion has no end chetan devotion is what you were into before you came into this human birth before you came into this life and death you were in chetan devotion so chetan devotion is the ultimate thing so once you establish into it you then keep doing that there is no end to it so that is the ultimate destiny of a journey of yoga that is the ultimate destiny of the brahmavidya so there is no in between just to clarify that and so it is very important to look upon sadguru because only sadguru has a way to establish you in, into chetan devotion until then door is closed you keep doing all different ways of things but that is limited bhakti and that limited bhakti will still keep you with closed eyes you will still not see everything you will remain in the cycle of life and death maybe with all this effort you will continue to take the human birth that will certainly happen because you are doing your honest effort to express your love for almighty the reason you will continue to take human birth because only with your this andrik bhakti the god is pleased and he sends the sadguru to you so there is the there is a result of your andrik bhakti what is the result of andrik bhakti the result of andrik bhakti is to get sadguru in life you know it is said in ancient scriptures with thousands of births in the human life goes in andrik bhakti and a result of that is you get sadguru and when you get sadguru then with the bhakti to sadguru you promote yourself from andrik bhakti to the chetan bhakti but that also takes time for some people it takes one birth some people it takes you know the two and three and the multiple birth yes vijay ji i am still 
I still have a question and I don't know. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So maybe I will address it. I will uh, talk to you afterwards about it. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> no, <very good. laughs> it's not about conviction, but I don't know if I'm using the right word, but I still feel yeah. I have some. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is this is your inner inner desire, you know, to to actually. I mean, what can I say? Even I don't have word to express what is going in your heart, but I can feel it. I can feel it. It's not about question. It is about the thirst that you have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, it's just that that analogy that you had uh, given. It is, uh, even though you used it as an example, it is very true in my case, as I had told you before, that, you know, I did, you know, in my family, that's how, you know, I have been grown, grew up, like uh, doing the murti puja and like that, right? Uh, bathing and feeding and all that uh, procedure that I used to do, and I'm still doing it. But sometimes, you know, I don't want to be part of that. I feel like it's very mechanical. And then I go more inside. And as you just said, uh, you know, today in today's uh, session, that what is the Chaitanya Bhakti? It's like seeing divine in everybody, right? But living in this uh, practicality, wise, if we talk, we're living in this world, it is very hard. Even though sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm seeing divinity in everyone. I'm ready to forgive everybody, whoever hurts me or whatever, you know. And then sometimes I really want to, you know, revolt, like, rebel against them. Why are you doing this? Why, you know, this is unfair like that. So I'm not able to continue with that. And that is why the question was that, I'm being in between. Sometimes I really totally get devoted to the Murti Puja and all that. And sometimes I want to see the world as one family, one, you know, divinity in everyone. And uh, being practical situations, you know, sometimes at work happens something or in the family something happens and, uh, you know, I rebel back. And that's where all my knowledge goes away, like, you know. I'm in so much controlled by my senses instead of me controlling them. I'm getting controlled. So that is where that question was coming from. And I'm sorry if I'm taking too much of your time. Yeah. No, this invites a very good uh, discussion. I'm sorry for others, but this is very important to clarify what she raised just now. Um, Jay Sadhguru Dev. Jay Sadhguru Dev, this is Urvashi from Ithaca, uh, New York. I just had one um, follow-up uh, question or point to this particular question that was raised. So once uh, when we are doing bhakti and uh, we are still in doubt that, okay, uh, are we progressing? So um, for me, I think um, one uh, thing that will keep me motivated on this path is when I receive signs that um, I know in my heart that Sadhguru has accepted me as uh, uh, his shishya or devotee. So Vijayji, when you're answering that question, can you also touch upon, you know, how do I know I'm doing bhakti and I'm progressing like from Andrik to uh, the other um, methods of devotion. But how do I know that I have been accepted by Sadhguru? Jai Sadhguru Dev. My goodness, Urvashiji, you have just raised the very important point. 
and we all must understand this. This is very, very, very important point. So coming to first Jyoti ji, uh, Jyoti ji, Chaitanya Bhakti. Uh, now I understand why you said in, you know in between. So just to clarify, I again reiterate the same thing that it is very binary in nature. Either you are Andrik Bhakti or you are in Chaitanya Bhakti. Now, if you are limited to Andrik Bhakti, if you have not been raised to the Chaitanya Bhakti, then all the effort that we are making by closing our eyes, by you know, you know, moving our face away from the statue, this is not the way to raise ourselves from Andrik Bhakti to the Chait Chaitanya Bhakti. The Chaitanya Bhakti does not mean to imagine in mind or to consider in mind that the Almighty is everywhere. That is not Chaitanya Bhakti. Again, those are just the, the human, evolved human qualities, or that is just the Tattva Gyan. That is just the theoretical aspect of it, where you in theory understand it, that the Almighty is in every human's heart. This is just the theoretical aspect of it. And we start putting our effort in, on, on the basis of this very theoretical understanding. But what we are doing is again putting an effort only. We are again doing only karma based on this very understanding, based on this very theory that the Almighty is everywhere, not based on this very experience that Almighty is everywhere. There is a difference between theory and an experience. When you say that I sometimes don't feel connected to Andrik Puja and, you know, I rather, you know, want to do it in silence and feel God within and feel God in everybody's heart. As I said, you're still doing only Shubh Karma. Why? Because the Chetan devotion happens only with the experience of Almighty. When anything that is running in your mind, when your mind is in play, when your Indriyas are in play, when your mind is in play, you are again in the periphery of Andrik Bhakti only. It is just that your Andrik Bhakti has promoted from the gross Andrik Bhakti to the subtle Andrik, Andrik Bhakti. Now you're not performing the Andrik Bhakti gross in nature, but you're performing your Andrik Bhakti mansik in nature. But so is the, the levels of karma. Basically, you have promoted your karma, the karmic bhakti, from the, the physical to the mental. That's all you do. That's all you do when you do this, as you said. But as we understand, the karma does not leave you even at the level of your mind. Kaik, vachik, manasik, karma hai teen prakar. So this, just pulling our indriyas from performing andrik bhakti gross in nature and converting, translating it into very inner in nature does not promote us beyond andrik bhakti because we are still within the periphery of karma only. As long as you are within the periphery of your mind, your emotions, your indriyas, your body, your speech, when your very basis of putting this effort is very andric in nature, 
whether the outer organs or inner organs if very basis of all your devotion is andric in nature whether physical or mental you are still in the andric bhakti so one cannot promote themselves why they by their own effort from andric bhakti to the chetan bhakti because the key is to raise you to the chetan bhakti is only with sadguru only with sadguru you we just we just don't know how to raise ourselves to the andric bhakti we can only imagine about it our mind does not have reached to it how can we even raise ourselves to that it is something like this if you have fallen into a deep um uh, what do you call that kuwa you know the well deep well where the walls are very slippery in nature you have no way to come out of the well all by your own effort the only way you can come out of the well the deep well is when somebody throws the rope you know the bucket down to you and you hold it and he pulls you on the out of the well that is the only way you can come out of the well if the if the the outside surface is unreachable by you so so is the situation here we are fallen into the deep mud of karma once you're fallen into deep mud of karma all your effort whether andrik or mansik it is all about just putting an effort uh, you know uh, to come out of the mud all by yourself but you know what happens in the mud how hard you try to you know you know move your hand here and there all you're doing is just deepening yourself further into into the mud only the only way you can come out of the mud is when somebody some third person throws a rope or some support for you and you hold it and he pulls you that is what the sadguru is so chetan bhakti is not our making chetan bhakti is given by sadguru chetan bhakti can only be given by sadguru we cannot create chetan bhakti and that is why in vihangam yog sadguru sadafal dev maharaj wrote a bhajan he said prabhu ji bhakti achal mohi dije prabhu ji please give me that devotion and that is why in the daily prayer of vihangam yog we says that gyan bhakti vriddhi din din kijiye we are asking to raise our gyan and bhakti from sadguru we are asking from sadguru so sadguru please raise my devotion raise my gyan because these two thing gyan and bhakti are given to us we cannot make it it's not our making so that was a little bit of clarity on uh, what jyoti ji was saying uh, before i come to very important discussion that uh, you know was just raised if anybody has any comment otherwise i can begin with that that's very good question that how do we understand that sadguru has accepted how do we understand that that now sadguru has started really working with me this is a very good question vijay ji uh, can i ask one question uh, yes please uh, oh this is shilpa ji okay yeah Yeah, this is Shilpa Chowdhury from India. This is my first session with you. Very informative session. Very uh, nice session I had. Just one question. 
that it is said that a seeker can never find the guru it is only the guru who comes to the seeker so as you are say i am coming to this very point i just wanted to know how do we recognize the guru and which in which form does he come okay very nice question so the answer to this is this you know let's say the sadguru is in front of you there are two people in front of guru am i am i audible yeah okay so there are many disciples there are many devotees who who pass by sadguru sadguru is present on the stage sadguru is available for everybody but is he really understand is he really perceivable by everybody that is the question underlying question that you you actually raised by yeah. physically by physically available by being physically available to everybody sadguru is actually not available to everybody from inside why because it requires it requires the sanskaras only when our seeking is to that level or which sadguru is only needed for example if our seeking is about just fulfilling some worldly desires for that reason you will find some alternative because worldly desires can be fulfilled by some other guru as well if let's say you want to qualify in some exam for that you don't need sadguru necessarily all you need is an expert in that subject who can teach you better and for you that person is a guru who can who can fulfill your desire so based on what is your sanskara your desires are actually to that level you know that evolved when your sanskara is still you know about just you know taking care of the worldly affairs and when i say sanskara people please don't confuse that sanskara does not mean um that uh, what is your upbringing and all that's your sense what is your parent background that's your sanskara no sanskara does not mean that sanskara means what is preserved in your chitta what kind of actions you have been doing you know previous birth and this birth everything which is preserved in your chitta that is what reflect in your actions will reflect in your speech will reflect in your behavior so everything that you carried forward from the previous birth play a role into shaping your sanskara so based on what is your sanskara your seeking will change it will evolve and as it evolves more you will feel the difference between an ordinary guru and sadguru so that is why it is said only sanskara ri only sanskari shishya actually recognize the true sadguru because only when we become sanskari in the sense when our sanskar is so elevated so raised up that now all we need is the chetan bhakti now i seek brahmavidya i don't seek my son to get job i don't seek only my physical health i don't seek 
any other physical thing. All I seek is the inner peace and happiness. All I seek is the liberation and the devotion and the bliss of Almighty. When we are evolved to that level, it is only then very easily you will find that you are able to differentiate who is the Sadhguru. Whether this physical guru who is offering me only the physical comfort and the andric bhakti or this entity who is raising me from andric bhakti to the chetan bhakti. It becomes very easy to recognize Sadhguru also for the fact that as you said that when our sanskara rises to that level then Sadhguru energy starts working with us automatically. Because Sadhguru energy works with those pure soul automatically. And when you come in front of the true Sadhguru, automatically your consciousness will start getting pulled. There'll be some, some automatic rays of love within you for the Guru when the Sadhguru is in front of you. And that is why it is said that it is only Sadhguru, only he decides who I want to accept as my disciple. Hmm. And that's why it said, Sadhguru, Durlabh Panth hai Bhagyavan Only the fortunate beings are those who understand that this entity who is sitting in front of me holds the Sadhguru power. Because hmm. only when Sadhguru makes it evident to the disciple, then only he understands that this is the Sadhguru. With, with our human intellect, with our perception, with the parameters which is very physical in nature, we cannot differentiate between an ordinary Guru and Sadhguru. Because Sadhguru is, Sadhguru's quality which makes him Sadhguru is unperceivable by our Indriyas. So we will fail to, fail to differentiate with our Andric analysis that who is Sadhguru, this or that. You won't find it. Because the difference that holds Sadhguru within himself is beyond our perception. It will be evident only when we raise our sansakara to that level and only when Sadhguru energy works with us. Then it will become very evident just, just automatically. Automatically you will understand this is the Sadhguru. Your soul will understand, not your mind, not your intellect. Your soul will understand this is my Sadhguru. Thank you so much, Vijayji. All we need to all we need to work upon, Shilpaji, is uh, to raise ourselves, evolve, raise yourself, ourselves beyond the physical need, because we are anyway not the body, not the mind. We are a soul. Think about the soul. Think about the purpose of soul coming into human life. Think about this opportunity of a human life. When you raise yourself to that level, then only Sadhguru energy will be more closer to you. So one question, yeah. uh, Vijayji. So yeah. when you said that uh, only when Sadhguru uh, is in front of you, uh, then something will inspire and you you will uh, feel that this is, uh, you know, your consciousness getting pulled and you will recognize the true Guru. That does also mean that uh, if one has not physically seen the Sadhguru, it may also happen. Uh, the same event can take place uh, just by looking at Sadhguru's 
photo picture yes absolutely there is absolutely no doubt about it because uh, sadguru uses all physical means to and express himself to our uh, perception if he wants to adopt any any disciple if he wants to if he knows that this disciple is ready for me he will use all physical means to express himself so by photo or by some such thing you know because we are limited to our human perception so there'll be some uh, physical sign which will automatically pull you towards it and when um, you see swami ji's photo with eyes auto automatically your heart will start crying for him so those thing will happen automatically yes because this question um, arose in my consciousness because you know uh, sometimes we hear in satsangs that this is only uh, vyakt form of sadguru and sadafal dev ji's photo you know sadguru already um, gave up his mortal body right and so we are just uh, looking at sadguru's photo when we meditate it's we, you know we take his guidance and we are meditating on the avyakt form so uh, you know there is a little bit of a, like slight glitch i think um, in the way the message uh, is you know given but just like you've explained it that's that's the real understanding that even i had but i wanted to hear it also that even though it's we are just looking at sadhguru's photo um there is still some force you know there is still some pulling even though we have not met or seen the physical form of presence sadguru uh, the same can be experienced by just uh, looking at his photo yes absolutely and and sadguru sadguru is capable to pull the shishya by several means and uh, this is where we slowly start understanding that though the sadguru looks uh, very normal but when you start connecting the thread then you will understand that oh my god so this was all uh, made up by sadguru to eventually me come into vihangam yoga because the several links will connect threads will connect and all that is who's making it is sadguru's making to get the disciple who he wants to finally into vihangam yoga now coming to urvashi ji's question uh, which is very important what is the sign what is the sign that sadguru dev and i have built a relationship now the relationship of love and i have been adopted by sadguru the very simple the very simple uh, uh, litmus test yes the very simple litmus test is do i feel for doing seva of sadguru or not that is the very simple litmus test for it because seva is the parameter by which you measure your love and connection with sadguru if sadguru is building mechanism for you to get 24 hours booked in one or the other seva that means that much of adoption has happened by sadguru for you sadguru has adopted you so much that now he is engaging you in 24 hours of seva 
So seva is a very simple parameter. Seva is the parameter. Do I feel for seva? The day you start feeling for doing seva for Sadhguru, Sadhguru who has come here on the mortal land to spread the Brahma Vidya technique, can I can I play or become an instrument for it? Can Sadhguru use me for some one or the other means? For example, let me tell you, I mean, this is the right forum to speak about something that has just come this morning uh, for Navy, for America San Samaj, where all of you are part of it now. It's a big seva that has come to us. The seva is that uh, the main website is going to be revamped and there are, you know, tons of articles which have to be written now, which will go into website. There are tons of articles. Then uh, there is a the manual which has to be created, which uh, all the pracharak will use, so that there is a as as a, um, as we understand that several instructors instructors have their own way of expressing things. So that is only because there is no pracharak manual uh, ready-made available by which people can be trained in the same mode. What people are doing right now is people are hearing Swamiji's Pravachan, reading Swarved, building their own understanding. And just because their Seva level raises to that level, that Sadhguru is pleased. And Sadhguru, all he needs is the Seva Bhav. Once people Seva Bhav raises to that level, Sadhguru then blesses that person with Seva of, of spreading this knowledge to others. But the language that person will use to express this knowledge to others will differ because everybody have different language, different words in their heart. But the devotion, the love is same for the guru. That's why he deserves to be a preacher of this Brahma Vidya because the love is of that level. And that is the only parameter in Vihangam Yoga. But just to make it a system, there is a need of a common language, common word. And so a prachar manual also has to be made. And Sadhguru is very dayalu, the merciful, that he is allowing us to devote our time, our, our effort into that seva so that we, you know, it's something like uh, Shailiji said uh, in uh, her speech uh, when she connected to Vihangam Yoga, session here she said that there is no mahamandir there is no swarved mahamandir which is getting built in uh, in uh, varanasi actually swarved mahamandir is getting built in everyone's heart more we feel to work on that swarved mahamandir that means that much of bricks that much of cements we are putting into our heart to build swarved mahamandir within ourselves and once the Sarved Mahamandir is built within ourselves, the self will and the God will come in your heart. So the Seva and our involvement in Seva is nothing but building Mahamandir within us. So more we involve ourselves into Seva, more we are making ourselves eligible to get Sadhguru, to get Almighty in our heart and to get Chetan Bhakti. So seva is the answer, Urvashiji. Seva is the answer. Do we feel for seva? Because if we love somebody, if we love somebody, you will always like to do something for him. If we love Guru, if we love Almighty, we would like to participate in the mission for which the, the Sadhguru is sent by the Almighty. 
त्वादुतम अग्नि अमृतम युगे युगे हव्यावाहम दधीर पायु मीडियम देवा मरता सश्च जाग्रिविंग विभुम विश्वपति नमशा निषेधी ओ सदगुरु यू आर द मेसेंजर द दूत ऑफ अलमाइटी हु कम डाउन ऑन दिस अर्थ इन एवरी एरा नॉट ओनली इन कल युगा इन ऑल फोर युगास you come down on this earth and take a human form to eliminate to disseminate the darkness of ignorance the darkness of unrighteousness adharma and light of righteousness and the brahmavid so those who become the instrument of this process is the one who have the love for almighty those who don't feel for this that means they have love for something else very simple very simple it's very simple if we don't feel for sadguru seva that simply means we have love for our worldly affairs that's it we want to remain caught into world and the worldly affair that's where our consciousness is that's why we don't feel for seva so seva is the only parameter if we feel for seva if we want to become instrument in this process that means we are ready to build the mahamandir within us so that god can come and reside in my heart thank you vijay ji for taking all the questions and so getting into the queries of everyone's mind we now come to the last phase of today's workshop where we recite the vandana aarti and the shanti path vandana is the prayer through which we seek blessing of the sadguru we request well being of wealth health seek his blessing for spiritual knowledge i would request little adarsh to sing the last few line of vandana yeah just just to interrupt um we are going to carry out the same discussion uh, in our deep dive session because the topic is same so i invite all of you to please join 3 pm session today we will carry out more discussion on this thank you thank you aunty vandana prabhu kalpa santa samajo uttam sarva dharma acharya he jimina dhyashita sindhu ke शपथ में कार्य है प्रभु सत्य संत समाजुतेरा आप रक्षा कीजिए जन सदाफलि वे दिन दिन कीजिए थैंक यू आदर्श आर नेक्स्ट प्रेयर इज दे आरती Aarti is another prayer offered to the Sadguru. Here we acknowledge the power of Almighty and pray to all disciples experience eternal joy, love, and freedom from worries under His holy guidance. I request everyone to stand up for the Aarti, and again request the Tladarsh to recite the last few lines of the Aarti. Thank you, Aunty. Guru Murti Gati Chandama. सेवक नयन चकोर पलक पलक नियत रहे गुरु मोरत की ओर 
श्वेत श्वेतमय श्वेत है श्वेत श्वेतमय श्वेत तीन पाद अमृत परा श्वेत महानद श्वेत अस्त द्रक सब शून्य पर दर दरा के पार तहा सदा फल गर किया बूली परा संसार Thank you, Adarsh. Again, our final prayer is the Shanti part. In the Shanti part, we chant for peace for everyone who exists in this universe. May Sadguru bless the entire cosmos with peace, love, and prosperity. Again, I request little Adarsh to recite the last few lines of the Shanti part. Thank you, Auntie. Shanti part. Hey, Prabhu Shanti Sarupa ho. शांति शांति में शांति 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 जन शांति हो पूर्ण शांति में शांति हे प्रभु शांति प्रदान कर दूर सर्व अशांति दे असदाफुल शांति में शांति शांति सुख शांति Thank you, Adarsh, for putting on the soulful words of the Vandana, Aarti, and the Shanti part. With this, we conclude our today's workshop. The takeaway from today's session is devotion is practiced based not on our sensory organs or any physical media. It is based of pure soul. It is the soul that attains devotion and not this body. With this message, I like to conclude today's session. Navy has been conducting the Sunday telephonic satsang every weekend over the last few years. Any queries relating to this can be sent to the email to info at vihangamyoga.org. I would like to thank little Sia, Vijay Kumarji, Adarji, Jyoti Ji, Urvashi, Urvashi Ji, and everyone else who participated in today's session for the valuable contribution. We'll see you all again next week and have a wonderful week. Thank you.